yet another Tokyo 2020 Olympopod bonus. It's me, Ruth. It's somehow day 10 and I am very, very tired. This mini Olympopod actually will be a mini Olympopod today. That's because Chris is not here. He's gone to get his first vaccination and there'll be more on that story as we get it. Track cycling began today with some team sprint and team pursuit events. And the main news of the day, aside from our friends Denmark being very, very fast, was Australia's catastrophic handlebar failure. First time that I've seen anything of the kind, and I think it was the first time most people had seen anything of the kind. The handlebars completely crumbled away without warning. All I can say is that in my day, there was none of this 3D printing malarkey, just an engineer banging a hunk of titanium or carbon fibre into a general bike shape. And that system seemed to work and everyone was happy. The crash could have been considerably worse. Alex Porter was able to walk away, albeit with bad burns to his face and arm. And both he and the rest of Team Australia were able to take a second attempt at their team pursuit later in the evening, though they failed to secure a top four position that would have given them the chance to challenge for gold and silver tomorrow. Cuba has a spectacular anthem. Nothing more to really add to this. It's just simply an observation and I hope that they win a couple more things so that I can have another listen. I first heard the anthem at these games at the end of a Greco-Roman wrestling session, which brings me nicely on to my main talking point of today's pod. Greco-Roman wrestling. It began today. It's very silly. I don't understand it. Very few people do, and very few people are going to watch it. But I will never not defend its right to be in the Olympic Games. It's been a feature of every modern Olympic Games since 1904, and it's brought us some absolutely incredible stories. Who could forget London 1908 and heavyweight champ Con O'Kelly and his later career as a ghostbuster? Or Stockholm 1912 and the epic nine-hour lightweight final between Finland's Ivor Bowling and Sweden's Ander Eglin. Or, more recently, Rio 2016, when the Mongolian coaches removed their pants in protest. And if you are unfamiliar with any of those tales, do make sure you go back and listen to all of the Olympopods, where we do talk about these and a lot, lot more, except for the last one. The last one, you're going to have to do your own Googling. Anyway, why I mentioned this all at this time is because wrestling was at risk of losing its Olympic status, with the IOC voting for its removal effective of 2020 back in 2013. Luckily for us, and for all future Olympic historians, Through a series of FILA firings, resignings, hirings, renamings, rebrandings, a hunger strike and a bit of a rule reshuffle, wrestling is back in the IOC's good books and long may it stay. I like to have the option of watching it, even if I probably won't. Talking of things that are happening, sport climbing. Tomorrow, how about that? Climbing is an excellent addition and it is a fantastic spectator sport. Only thing is, many people, including the athletes themselves, are utterly perplexed by the format of these games, which requires athletes to compete in each of the three disciplines of lead climbing, bouldering and speed climbing. 
three incredibly different disciplines requiring incredibly different sets of skills. Veteran American climber Lynn Hill said the decision to include speed climbing was like asking a middle distance runner to compete in the sprint. And Czech climber Adam Andra has said any combination would be better than this that's at these Olympic Games. So, an exciting few days ahead of us. Make sure you tune in. Victor Axelsson had an emotional victory on the badminton court and it brings Denmark's gold medal tally at time of recording to two at Tokyo 2020. It also means Denmark sits fourth on the table of all-time badminton medalists at the Olympic Games. Only China, Indonesia and Korea have more. Though it does need to be said they have quite a lot more. In some really sad news, I regret to inform you all that we've had the first fatality of the Games. Switzerland's Jetset, age 14, appeared lame as he approached a fence in the middle of the cross-country course on Sunday. He was immediately brought to horse hospital by horse ambulance. However, a short time later, horse doctors concluded his horse injuries were too severe and the decision was made for him to be put to sleep. Longtime friend and teammate Robin Godel, a human, said of Jetset, he passed while doing what he loved most, galloping and jumping obstacles. Eryeshte Gareva Anam Dilish. Finally, thank you to Meredith on Twitter, who alerted us to the Squirrel Olympics, currently taking place in the United Kingdom. Very droll, very droll indeed. Until the next time, bye!